0: Hey, what's up everybody? Before we get into this episode, I just want to let everyone know that I do have an upcoming comedy show, which you can watch online May 2nd. It's going to be called the Von Michael Sketch Show. It's going to be sketches, pre-recorded, almost like Key and Peele Dave Chappelle, and it's going to be stand-up as well. Um, you can watch this from home, so it's no reason for you to miss this. You can purchase your tickets right now at vonmichael.com slash sketch show. Um, go ahead and get your tickets, man. It's going to be an event. We gonna have a lot of people watching it, make it a date night, and watch from the comfort of your futon. But anyways, here we go. Let's get started on this episode. What's up, everybody? Comedian Von Michael here with What's the Lesson podcast. Today we in the classroom. This podcast is about learning everything that we didn't learn in school, so that we can grow and become the best version of ourselves. Um, today I have a guest, Miss Real Rolicious. Um, she's gonna be talking with us her journey on how she overcame overeating. Um, Miss Real Rose, she's really dope. She's real um, underscore roelicious on Instagram. Um, she she lost a lot of weight, the natural weight. Um, she teaches fitness classes. Um, and I'm I'm really excited about this because overeating is something that and um that we really don't talk about a lot, but I feel like a lot of Americans deal with this emotionally eating and it's very subconscious level um you might not even know that you're emotionally eating and um it's something that we all kind of do so she's going to talk about her journey the ups um the highs the lows and 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 how she processed all that so y'all sit back relax and enjoy this podcast
1: let's see when it first started so i had left corrections about three years ago and um i just started I was working the midnight shift for a really, 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 really long time. And working the midnight shift, it really just takes a toll on your body. And so what happens is that you tend to eat more than the average person. You snack more to try to stay awake or try to deal with the things that are, you know, were happening at hand. Um, I have been working in public safety and uh, mental health uh, facilities in, in and out for almost 20 years. And it takes a toll on you. Like, it really just makes you feel, you know, like you're taking care of everybody else's needs and you're making sure that everybody else is safe and then you let go of your needs. And so I found a way to uh, deal with that when it came to cooking, because I am a very good cook um, and became an excellent cook during the pandemic. It uh it helped me out with um, you know, with emotionally eating. And what I mean by helping me out is that if something tastes good, I'm gonna keep making it and I'm gonna keep making it until I perfect it. And so, you know, taking in me coming of a um from different backgrounds, I would cook rice and beans every day, I would make meat every day, fried plantains, I would make lasagna, I would make pasta you know, things like that. So it kind of, you know, it, it emotionally, it felt good because, you know, I was doing something that, you know, you know how they say, you know, that, that stupid saying, um, you keep a man, um, through his belly, through his stomach, <laughs> which is, which is not true, by the way. Um, you know, you could feed him and he could go someplace else. And, uh, <laughs> So that 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 saying is not true, Um, but you know, it for me, I just kept eating and eating, and if it tastes good and if it made me feel good, then I know it would make somebody else feel good. But what I failed to realize is that when you were, you know, when when you kept doing that, the more you kept eating and the less exercising that you did. it just really just didn't help you. It just put more weight on you, and then you were, you know, you were more stressed out, and then you ate more, and that's how the cycle just kept going and going. But I always cooked at home. I didn't like eating out very much because I never felt, and 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 no no hate towards um, people that. Uh, you know, work in the serving industry and the hospitality industry. But for me, I just don't feel like if I'm not, if I don't know what's going in it and I don't know how it's being made and I don't like it, I should not feel the need to pay somebody else to do it when I can go ahead and perfect it myself. So. Gotcha. Yeah.
0: Um, So you said about three years ago. So before that, like when it came to stress and everything, how did you cope before um, that you went through that?
1: I was a workaholic. <laughs> workaholic. I went to work. I worked seven days a week. I worked through holidays. Um, and of course, the more you work and the more you are outside,
0: mm-hmm. the more
1: you're going to eat out. So, you know, you're going to, you know, you're going to snack more. You're going to find an excuse to, you know, put something together and, and eat it. So, Yeah.
0: Gotcha. Okay, so the workaholic—I've been there before, definitely. Um, and failing
1: but... relationships, like it just—you know—it my relationship was an epic fail. So you know, what do you mean? I, I was—you know—if you don't have someone that supports you, you know, in mm. the changes that you make in your life, then it's just really gonna—it's gonna tear you down. You're gonna ask yourself, "What am I doing wrong?" Um, What can I, what could I have done to prevent this? Or, you know, I'm trying to do everything that, you know, that he would like for me to do. Um, So, you know, that played a really big role. The failing relationship really played a huge role.
0: So you mean like, um, so make sure I understand um, you were growing as a person, but this person wasn't growing with you.
1: So I was making changes and I was trying to adapt in such a way where I was trying to meet the needs and it didn't happen. And so while I was perfecting myself, um, I was trying to make changes that would accommodate someone else's needs. And it just, it didn't work that way. It was just a one-sided relationship. So gotcha. Yeah. It was like the insecurities was there. The insecurities were just There, you know, the more I lost weight, the more I became, I was always confident. It was never, you know, that I was not confident. I was always confident. But the more I showed that the more I lift weights, the more I lost weight, the more, you know, um, expressive I became it was just like a an insecurity for him you know or you're gonna leave me for somebody better or you're gonna leave me for somebody who's built up like you with muscles and you know definition and I'm like are you serious like this is not this is not about um competition you know what I mean
0: so do you have any suggestions on someone who who was in your position like that um to, to find a way through it. Is there a a, a way someone could still be in a relationship and help somebody else out who has those type of insecurities?
1: You have, um, people, if you're in a relationship and, and by all means, I just want to make, I want to make this completely and absolutely clear. I, by no means am a, a relationship expert. Okay. I have dealt with things through life. And as experiences, I learn as I get older. So under no circumstances am I giving anyone relationship advice. What I can suggest is that if you are trying to make this, okay, so for instance, me, um, I was diabetic, um, I, you know, premenopausal, I had high blood pressure, I had cholesterol issues. Um, I was beginning to have uh, problems with my thyroid and, you know, along with that, you know, the other female issues, you know? And so what I did was I was trying my best to help myself so I can incorporate that in in a healing regimen for others. And so what I was experimenting with myself, I was trying to see if it worked for others. Now, everybody is different. Everybody, you know, doesn't take in the information the same way. Everybody doesn't take the regimens the same way or the fitness um, exercises the same way because everybody's made differently. And that's what makes us unique. But if you are with someone who is constantly putting you down, who is constantly being negative, who does not show you that support, run. If you are not married, if you don't have children, um... In in a relationship with this person, run, because that's just going to make that's just going to make things more difficult. It's going to make things very, very hard for you. And then you're going to have, you're going to fall back and you're going to feel like, like you're not accomplishing much because you got that one person. Now, granted, I'm not saying that there are not going to be other people and other negativities with that, but if it starts at home with someone who you're supposed to trust and, and, and open yourself up to then run. My my best advice is to run because it's not going to end well. If you if you're with someone who is not willing to I'm not saying conform to your changes or to your lifestyle, but to meet you halfway or support you in some of the things that you have, you know that you're trying to accomplish and is trying to extend your life, um, you know in age or you know in in mechanism, you know in in a whole, then run. It's 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 not it's not a good relationship.
0: Gotcha. OK. Um, it's, it's interesting to say that because it, it, if you continue to stay in that type of relationship, it, it seems like you could be walking on eggshells um, throughout that relationship if you stay.
1: I, walking in eggshells, yeah, and pretending to be someone you're not. So I'm always I've always been the type of person that I don't like to be called a hypocrite. I'm going to be the same way I am around you, the same mm-hmm. way I am around everybody else. I don't want to give you something and then turn around and act like somebody else. Um, When you have a person who has severe insecurities, who is stuck in their ways, who is a narcissist, who doesn't like being around people, who doesn't like experiencing new things, who doesn't get out. Out of their comfort zone, you know, their normal zone, then that is just a a recipe for disaster, huge recipe for disaster. And then what happens is you fall back and then you question yourself, knowing that you're showing results, not only for yourself, but for others, you question yourself and you're like, is this really worth it? Is this, you know, am I doing this because I love him, or am I doing this because I love people in general and I just want to help? I don't want them to end up the way I was taking six different kinds of medications, shooting insulin in and out of the hospital, um, spending 200 and something dollars a month in co-payments for medication when I did have medical insurance. So, you know, it's not something that, it's something to really just to think about.
0: Gotcha. Um, So you you said that about three years ago, that's when you you started emotionally eating. Could you explain to someone, you know, that maybe be going through it right now? Like, was it something that just happened overnight? Was it something how, um, that, you know, kind of crept up on you? Um, what was the process like when you started doing that?
1: With any relationship and again, under no circumstances, am I a relationship expert, but Um, With any relationship, you know, you start off good, you want to put the makeup on and you want to put the hair and you want to impress and, you know, uh, uh, wear that, that uh, uh, tummy tucker and, you know, and and walk with your shoulders proud or whatever. But really, is that what you look like when you go to bed? Is that what you look like when you're, (laughs) you know, (laughs) when you're Netflix? and chilling at home and, and, and not having to go do an appearance or an interview, or really, is that what you look like? Or do you have to worry about your, You know, your, your, your love handle sticking out or, you know, your, your, the bags under your eyes showing or your freckles showing. Um, this starts from the very beginning and some people, they confuse love, um, you know, and they, they really put love in place of other things. And what I mean by that is I, I, I fell in love with this person. I completely, absolutely fell in love with this person. He was different. He wasn't me. He wasn't outspoken. He was quiet. He was shy. But then I was like, okay, wait a minute. Uh, Yeah, he's not like me, but uh, we're clashing. You know what I mean? Okay, mm-hmm. so now I didn't have to wear the tummy tucker. Now I didn't have to wear the corset. Now I didn't have to wear the push-up bra. Now I didn't have to wear the makeup because I felt comfortable in my skin. Now he got a problem with it. Oh, I'm coming home with my natural hair wet. Well, why were you at the gym all day? Or, you know, now is when you're coming home. Who were you talking to on the phone? And it's like, you know, the, it, it 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 gradually becomes something where you know you gotta feel like you have to defend yourself all the time time and you know before in your relationship it was all about appearance and pressing and now it's about hold up Uh, I'm not doing anything wrong. No, I was out doing this. Yeah I was teaching six classes today. Like you know I you know the 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 need to the feel like you have to defend yourself for something that you're doing to try to change yourself. Yet that person might I add might I add was taking medication as well for high blood pressure, cholesterol. And then when you don't see me taking that medication, okay, well, why are you not taking medication? Because I don't need it. You know, I got a clean bill of health. I don't have to take any of that stuff anymore. You know what I mean? Or I don't have to be worried about or conscious about zipping and buttoning up a pair of pants because it doesn't fit me anymore. I got to go to the thrift store and get another one. You know what I mean? So it, it it's gradual. So it all depends how you allow your emotional um, state of mind guide you or lead you in that relationship to determine whether it's toxic or something that's not beneficial, or is it really love?
0: Gotcha. Okay. Um, so I, I really want to hit on the, the emotionally eating part. Um, so with that, what was the turning point for you that you were like, okay, I, I got to stop um, doing this?
1: Uh, A lot of people don't know, but I had a mild heart attack.
0: (laughs) First of all, what's a mild heart attack? Like, I know what what a heart attack is. (laughs) what
1: does it mean to have a mild heart attack okay so okay so what happened was you know i got you know i gotta throw that in and the new york (laughs) accent is gonna come out now so um so for those who don't know i'm not from dc yeah i've been living here for 24 years but um i'm originally from new york so the accent is gonna come out from time to time (laughs) so what happened was right Um, I was coming home from work. I was on light duty and I was working up at Homeland Security, ECC, Emergency Communications Center, um, because I couldn't be at the jail. And um, I had broken, you know, I had surgeries on my knees or what have you uh, due to a prior accident, uh, a a duty job accident. And so Mm -hmm. I was driving home on 495. I can remember this day like it was yesterday. Um, I was driving home. It was a summer day. It was June 17th. And, um, a lady behind me had hit me and I thought I was just seeing things or, or dreaming or whatever. And she hit me from behind and my car, like, you know, sp- speed out of, sped out of control. And I was mm-hmm. trying to avoid hitting the truck that was in front of me and hitting somebody else. I'm like, I'm crashing my car. Like I'm not hitting nobody else. Cause then you're at fault. You know, how insurances are. And so the lady that hit me in the in the beginning of the accident ended up crashing behind me. And so being someone who's been in the medical profession um, for a little over 13 years, for those who don't know, I also have a nursing degree um, and nursing experience. Um, I, I, I noticed something was wrong with her. So I got out of my car, not knowing that I had a broken shoulder, and uh, I got out of my car and... <laughs> I went over to her and immediately noticed that she had, uh, she was a dialysis patient. And the first thing they tell you is, when you you know get a dialysis treatment you cannot drive you cannot get behind the wheel of a car you know you feel fatigue you're you know you're you're nauseous you know they're literally cleaning your blood and putting it right back in your system that's a lot and so i already knew she was a dialysis patient and so i got out of the car she was unresponsive i proceeded to do cpr um, someone stopped on 495 to come and help me out and stop traffic around me. Cause I like literally dragged her out of her car and mm-hmm. started performing CPR. Cause she was unconscious. She didn't have a heartbeat. And um, I kept, I kept doing CPR and chest compressions on her until finally it, it, it felt like what seemed forever when finally an ambulance came and I literally like fell back when I, when I saw this EMT person coming out of the back of that, um, uh, uh, ambulance, I literally felt like I was about to pass out. And then the, the EMTs strapped me up and said, Oh my goodness, you're having a heart attack. And I'm like, no, I'm not. She's having a heart attack. Not me. And you know, <laughs> you're, you're keep in mind, our cars are crashed. There's heavy traffic. It is a hot steaming summer day. You're in a asphalt you know giving cpr chest compressions to a dialysis patient god knows what else she had and um you know at the time i didn't know and so here i am so they they called the here comes more fire departments or whatever i didn't realize that two other cars had hit each other And, you know, of course, you know, people stopped and they were in shock or whatever. So they told me, you need to go to the hospital now. And I'm like, no, I'm not leaving my car because I had everything in my car and I'm not leaving my car. And uh, no, they took me to the hospital and the doctor says, okay, so, you know, we, 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 they did an EKG and they, you know, they had trapped me or they put me on medication or what have you before reading my alert bracelet. Cause I can't take um, pain medication. My body doesn't respond to certain medications. And so the doctor says, yeah, you had, I wouldn't say that they, he didn't say massive. He said, you had mild heart attack. And I was like, no, I'm just heat exhausted. You know, I, you know, I'm tired. You know, I've been in a in a dungeon stuck, you know, with no outside, (laughs) Uh, you know, and I get hit by a car and I don't know what the heck is going on. So I'm in shock. And he's like, no, you had a heart attack. And I was like, okay, so what are we talking about here? Heart attack, like in, you know, I'm not gonna be able to talk or nothing. He's like, you're talking right now. He's like, but I, you know, I just, I'd just be afraid if I were you. Right. And so, you know, Mm -hmm. just take it a little, (laughs) you know, he was talking to me really, really comforting, you know, what have you. And he was like, I'm going to send you to a heart specialist. I need you to, you know, I need you to go talk to them. And, you know, do you have any other problems? Yeah, I'm diabetic. I'm this, I'm this, I'm that. After that day, and the reality hit when I left that hospital. When I walked out of the hospital, because normally when someone has a heart attack, you don't walk out. You either die or end up in a ventilator or in a coma or something. And when I left from the hospital, and you know, mind you, I had a broken shoulder. So when I when I finally realized and came to my senses, I'm like, hold up, I got a broken shoulder. Like what?
0: Wow, you're a superhero
1: and so you know because of all this adrenaline and being in shock I just got into a car accident you know I helped somebody out they brought me to the hospital instead and 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 my arm is in a sling next thing you know they're casting me up and I'm still trying to register I had a what and so you know I just that that's when the reality hits so I got, I I was in a cast and I I stayed home for like two weeks. I, you know, was, I didn't want to eat. I was just looking up research, research of heart attacks, what causes a heart attack. And, um, they ended up asking me to go to, you know, therapy or what have you. So I went to go and speak to a cardiologist and the cardiologist wanted to put me on medication. And I was like, no, I'm not taking any more medication. I'm not doing this because when you read the medications that I was taking and the medications that I was going to take all the, all the, the things, the negative things that could happen from taking this medication or the backlash from this medication, I mean, it would it was just crazy so i'm like you know what no cold turkey i'm not taking no medication. i'm not taking this medication i'm not taking that medication and i you know i put in my retirement paperwork i said no i'm gonna retire um and so the day that i retired it, it happened quick like this the situation just happened quick mm-hmm. i went into a i went into a zumba class and i was expecting uh, an instructor to show up. And that instructor didn't show up. It was this big black dude. And I'm like, oh no, where is the instructor that's coming? And he was like, he ain't coming. And I, I came out of told him, you better bring it. Cause this my last day of work. And I don't know what I'm going to do with myself or whatever. He had an awesome class at the end of the class. Uh, he, you know, people are telling him, Hey, tell so-and-so that I said, hello. And I'm looking at him and I'm like, why are people telling you to tell my instructor? Hello. And he says, that's my wife. And I was like, I started crying. He said, you should really consider becoming an instructor. And that's, that was the turning point right there. So I became, that was, that happened on a Friday Mm -hmm. that Sunday I got certified as a fitness, as a cardio instructor. And ever since then, I just started eating right. I started exercising every forsaken day. I started watching different fad diets and how I work for these people and how I work for those people and just started coming up with things that will work for me because one diet or what I'm doing may not work for this person that has allergies or this person that lives with an abusive person or this person that has, you know, four children in the household and it's a single parent. You know what I mean? So you had to adapt and I had to do a lot, a lot of research, something that they do not teach you in school. You could go to school to become a dietitian and all this other stuff and, 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 you know, a health coach and all this, but if you don't have real life stories and you don't have things that you can really relate to, you can't learn something from a book and apply it to hundreds of people in the same manner. You have to really adapt to each person's lifestyle, consideration, income, um, mental state, you know what I mean? So that's, that, that was the turning point for me. I was like, I'd be daggone if I'm going to die of a heart attack. No, that's not going to happen. And I have a history of people in my family. My younger brothers. I'm the oldest of brothers. Um, my father has had two heart attacks, um, and I, I, I'm sorry. I refuse to be part of that of that ratio.
0: That's so dope how you turned it all around like Literally. that. Literally. Yeah. So that week you had it. Then you got certified. Were you still in your relationship at that point?
1: Uh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It was, um, he was like, you're going to do what? That doesn't pay. That doesn't have the health benefits. And I'm like, okay, but this is something that I want to do. It may take me somewhere, you know?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Keep in mind that even being as big as I was, I was a role model for these big, beautiful um, women's um, groups because I wasn't afraid to show myself in a piece of lingerie. I wasn't afraid to show myself in sexy clothing. I wasn't afraid to walk in heels. I wasn't afraid to put on makeup and these big wigs and and do all kinds of, I was not afraid to do that, okay? So I'm like, okay, what about if I could do this, but in a healthier way? And that's when all the insecurities started. That's when it just, it just went from a, a 360 right there. I didn't want to eat certain things. I didn't want to do certain things. Um, I was trying out new things. And that's when the insecurity, the the real him started coming out. People were inviting me to do events. People were asking me to go and do this. I was doing so many things in the Zumba community. I was doing things in the fitness community. And the real him came out. The real him came out. And that's when things got ugly. They didn't get ugly. They got ugly. (laughs)
0: <laughs> so <laughs> I'm sorry <dude. laughs> um, so when did how did you overcome that situation so you you you're making these changes you're growing as a person and then you, you're starting to deal um from your partner these insecurities and they're not growing with you how did you get past that and overcome that to where you at today
1: I started regretting what I what I was doing, I started regretting because I was trying to satisfy him rather than than work on me. And you know, you always hear women preaching, I gotta work on myself, I gotta make myself better, I gotta do this, I gotta do that. But some women, the meaning of that meaning was, you know, I always had to have my nails done, I gotta gotta, gotta get a facial, you know, keep my eyebrows on fleek, as they say, you know, it wasn't internally. You know what I mean? Like it, it. Okay, can I sleep at night without having to know that this person is not going to go buck wild and turn his own gun on me? Can I, you know, uh, oh, wow. be able to walk out this walk out the door without having him? you know, take my car keys and flatten my tires because, you know, uh, he thinks I'm going to go meet another man or, you know what I mean? Like little stupid things like that. And, Mm and what, you know what, let me take that back. I'm not going to call them stupid because they are serious. There are women that still go through those things like that. And in reality, they, you know, lose their life because of it. But I had to really, I had to diagnose my circumstances can I make, if I really love this person and I feel like I'm going to make that change, can I adapt to his behaviors, but also still love him and do me? And there are just some people that are, you, you just, you just, you just can't, you just can't. And then he suffered some tragedies um, and, and he blamed me and, you know, it just, kind of like it just went all downhill from there and I just finally realized you know what and 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 I know it's so personal to say but you know real always keeps it real it took his his kid's mother to tell me run she didn't have to do that she didn't she didn't know Mm -hmm. me from a hole in the wall okay but she told me run she said leave he will never invest in your emotions. He will never invest in your pursuits. He will never invest in your future. Run. And I had to, I was in love with this man. I had to really, really say to myself, okay, look, I'm not perfect. Neither is he. Nobody's perfect. Can I still learn to love this person and still do what I can to live a longer life and that no longer became a reality and so i ran i kept coming back i'm not going to lie i kept going back but the more i went back the more i saw that his interests were fake it wasn't it they became more virtual everything was more virtual he would he didn't want me to do the things that I was doing to become better, but yet he was seeking for them virtually. Does that make sense?
0: Could you explain, explain that when you say All virtually?
1: Right. <laughs> <laughs> it's about to get ugly. Um, <laughs> so, so, so say for instance, um, you know, I wasn't afraid to go do a photo shoot. Right. Uh-huh. And it, and if it took for me to wear something nice to show other big, beautiful women that it wasn't that it wasn't um, shameful to wear the same thing that a 90 pound woman could wear, um, you know, but he would complain, why are you going out my house like that? Nobody needs to see you like that or nobody, but yet in behind closed doors, right? After he took off his uniform, before, mm-hmm. but after closed doors, you know, he, he would sit around and look for all that stuff on the internet. But yet you didn't want the one that was in front of you you know, uh, uh, showing this uh, positive, positivity, doing all these things—you didn't want that person to do it because you were afraid to show that to your family. But behind closed doors, you were looking at all this stuff on the internet, and even, even to a to a worse degree. Because I, I kind of tended, I, I tended to clean it up. I started thinking that maybe. You know, you know how all these strippers and, and new models and stuff, they, they grow up to, you know, you know, they, they get into these things where they become owning their own businesses. They start making money. They mm-hmm. become millionaires. You know, they start contracting other people and doing all this. I was thinking to myself that maybe just maybe if I become, uh, uh, um, an influencer that it would take me in that route. And because Mm -hmm. I didn't have the money and the positions and the connections, and I didn't sleep around to get where I wanted to get, it didn't happen for me. You see what I'm saying? It 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 didn't work for me. So I did it the I did it somewhat the right way. And as I got older, I started learning: wait a minute. My body's going to get, it's going to change when I'm in my late forties. My body's going to change when I'm in my fifties. So Mm -hmm. am I going to keep doing this or be able to hold this out? No. So I got to make changes in a way where it's going to, you know, I'm still going to be able to pursue it, but in a, in a way where it's presentable, you know, I'm not gonna say family friendly, but over 18 friendly. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and so, but 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 when you look at it, it's like, okay, wait a minute. You don't want me to wear this and you don't want me to go host a party and you don't want me to go and do that, but you sitting at home when I'm not home, okay, and I'm asking for a hug or a kiss or embrace me, you know, but you're but you're looking at all of this and you're sending kissy faces and all this other stuff on, on social media. But here's the woman in front of you and you're not appreciating what the changes that she's making for you to be able to look like that. You see what I'm saying? And that's where that's where I made the huge mistake.
0: Wow. And so um, once you got past that, you were able to get past that. So you said you kept going back and then you finally made the decision not to go back.
1: It it kind of, you know, like I said, he blamed his death on death on his family. He blamed it on me. And, uh, you know, based on superstition, Now, mind you, I do not believe in superstition. I do not believe Mm -hmm. in spiritistic stuff. I do not believe in astrology and none of that psychic stuff. I don't believe in any of that stuff. We sin and through one man, sin entered into the world and we are going to grow old and we're going to die. Now, if you're going to do things the way God wants you to do them, then you will have a long everlasting life in a paradise earth that's coming. All these things that are happening right now, they're happening for a reason. I should not have been the one to be blamed for your family's deaths. I should not be one to be blamed for your child trying to commit suicide. I should not be blamed for your child, you know, being gay. I should not be blamed for, you know, you not being able to respect women or, or trust them because they've dogged you in the past. Um, you know, I, I, should not be blamed for someone using you because of your status. You know, he, you know, he works in public safety and then he does his little thing on the side, you know, for the radio. And so a lot of people didn't realize that Hey, that's this person. Why? Because he don't talk to nobody. He don't say nothing. But once he puts on that authority figure, you know, it's like, oh, you know, he's, he's, you know, he thinks he's over God. But once he comes home, he's looking behind his, you know, shoulders or whatever. And it's like, wait a minute. I can't, I can't deal with all these. (laughs) I'm the same way when I walk out. If somebody sees me on the street, hey, Ro, remember me? Yeah, what's up, man? What's going on? I always told inmates and former inmates, that if you see me out in the street, come and holler at me, come and talk to me, share with me how you doing, what's going on, did you go back to school, are you working, did you find a place to live, relate those things with me, because I'm a human being just like you, him mm-hmm. on the other hand, I couldn't take him nowhere, because, you know, he he would say, oh, you know, I just locked him up, or, I uh, you know, I was just in court with that dude, or I was just, you know, how you know that cop, you know what I mean, like it just, it, it, it was it was crazy he was blaming me he was blaming me for everything and and then next thing you know I'm sitting in my car eating a whole pint of Hagen dazs chocolate chocolate chip ice cream crying my eyes out because I'm like okay I'm not gonna get my knees rubbed with Bengay no more I'm not gonna get you know uh uh you know wonton soup like you know these are little little things that may seem stupid to someone mm. else but to me they meant a lot you know what it what it feels like to have a man with psoriasis on his hands, to put on Bengay, okay, and mm-hmm. rub your knees until you fall asleep, to me, that's heaven. Somebody what? else can say, oh, he could cook me dinner, throw rose petals on the bed. and all this- Nah, bro. Rub yourself with some Bengay and rub me down from head to toe and let me go to sleep in this onesie with my body pillow and I'm good. You know what I'm saying? Because he wanted to go and edit music. Mm-hmm. Put me to sleep, go edit your music. You know what I'm saying? Like right. and, and so for me, for me, those little things meant this much. And 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 you know, it's kind of hard to find someone to understand certain aspects of your new founded lifestyle when it comes to fitness. Cause with fitness mm. comes pain, cramping, pulled muscles, tear, torn ligaments, um, uh body chemical changes, uh, you know, uh sensitivity, uh, you know, um, skin reactions. These are all things that people have to accept when it comes to losing weight. It's just mm-hmm. not your physical appearance. There's so many other components to it. And you have to understand that if you don't have someone that understands those type of things, it's going to be an epic fail.
0: Wow. Okay. Yeah. Um, so what is life for you today?
1: Wow. <laughs> um, this past year has taught me a lot. Who your real friends are, what love is, um, appreciation for the smallest things. Um, it's very lonely. I'm not going to lie. Uh, I have people that have thrown themselves and say, I will give you the world. I've seen you change. I've seen you grow. You know, I've had people try to convince me. Um, I had someone propose to me. <laughs> oh wow! Um, yeah, and and I kind of, you know, I'm like, okay, I don't want to make this mistake because I'm lonely. I don't want to make this mistake and go with someone else because I'm withdrawing from someone. I'm still withdrawing. I'm I'm not gonna lie, I'm still withdrawing. Okay. I can't stand to see the sight of another man. And if I saw even so much as smell the type of cologne that he used to wear on someone else, mm-hmm. that that is a, a a game changer for me. Like I stay away, walk away from me, turn around, go. Um it it's it's been very eye-opening, very eye-opening. While I would love to have someone rub my knees and someone buy me some wonton soup and make me watch the same movie every single forsaken night. Um, I kind of learned to deal with those emotions in, in an exerting way. Um, I started teaching more. I started paying attention more to my students. Mm -hmm. Um, I became a better mother, even though I am an empty nester, I became a better mother. Um, and it really showed me that, you know what, this wasn't me. I had my flaws and I made my mistakes and I will own up to them 200%. But he was not all there. He was not all there. So it, it, I would love, I would love to be in a relationship, but with the intentions of being married, not with the intentions of just dating and having a hit and run, or you come spend the night at my house. I come spend the night at your house. or oh, let me leave a toothbrush over here and you know, mm-hmm. whatever. I'm I, no, sorry. I, I can't do that. I, gotcha. I, I want to be in a relationship with the intentions of getting married, growing with someone. If you can put on a pair of pajamas and sit at home and watch a football game with me while chugging down some beer and, and screaming at the TV. And you call that, uh, you know, uh, um, something comforting and at home and loving, then, Hey, I'm all for it. But if you're looking for someone, I don't, I, I know we have our cameras turned off and this is going to be you know recorded as a podcast, but mm-hmm. I don't need to put on the eyelashes anymore. I don't need to put on the, the, you know, the heavy pounds and cake face of makeup. I don't need to do all that anymore to impress someone. You're gonna take me for my saggy breasts And, and, and the loose skin that I have now, because I'm proud of it. It shows you my war scars, what I went through, what I, what I, what I, how I looked before. And if you can accept me that way, then I will love you and I will take care of you. And I will cherish you for the rest of my life. Now, in saying that, and, and I know people are going to hate me for saying that, especially women, I'm going to say this and I'm going to keep it 100% real. I loved that man. I still love that man. And even though I've learned a lot of things from that negative point in my life, I still have love for that man. I I, I am not gonna deny it. I still have love for that man. Would I return back to that situation if it was presented to me? I'm not gonna lie, yes, I would. Only if there was room for change and I knew that he was doing better for himself. Other than that, no. But if I could get a guarantee that he would change and that he would come out truthfully, not only to his family, but to his fans, then people would respect him more and people would see him as a man, a true man, not the disguise that he puts on and the weirdness that people think he really is. Because everybody that came across me or everybody that was a part of me when I was a part of him came out and said, what in the heck are you doing? What him out of all people. But you see, when you have that type of mentality, and you have people influence you in that way, people who have mental health issues or people who are stuck in their way because of a traumatic situation are never given a chance because of the way people think, the negativity that people bring on to that. Right. If you treat people with mental health, with issues, with loving kindness. Now, granted, there are not gonna be people that you're gonna be able to change. There are gonna be people that are gonna be there to the same till the day they die. But if you give them an opportunity, your conscience will sit well. You can sleep at night and say, you know what? I have tried. I tried with every umps of my heart, I have tried. But when it's something that you can't change, if somebody's willing to take me with, with my saggy skin and my old age now, And, you know, and the issues that I'm facing now, if you're willing to accept me, then by all means, I'm more than willing to be in a relationship. But other than that, leave me alone. I'm I'm good. (laughs) I think I lost them.
0: So take it or leave it. Is, is what I took away from that
1: pretty, pretty much. I, yeah. you know, I eat healthier now. I'm conscious. I have my days. And this is the reason why I'm very public in my social media, because I have my days
0: mm-hmm. where
1: I want to have six donuts and I want to have lasagna and I want to have bread and I want to have wine. And, you know, I have what my do you moments. do on those days. What do I do on those days?
0: Yeah, when you get that urge and, and you want that, what do you do?
1: Uh, moderation. <laughs> okay. Moderation. I won't overdo it, but I will do it to a point where I, you know, if I'm going to have, you know, a uh, uh, this, uh, piece of lasagna, that's the size of both my hands put together. I'm going to cut it in half. I'm going to have that with a size salad, one roll and one glass of wine. Um, but to overdo it, you know, I know where it took me. I know where I was. And I don't wanna go that way. But yes, I have my moments. I have my cheat day. Um, You know, I I have my crying moments where I can't hold it in and people have to see that just because I have accomplished so much and just because I've lost so much weight and I I am in the place that I am in today, that did not come with all smiles. It came with persecution. It Mm -hmm. came with tears. It came with sleepless nights. It came with with, with uh, anxieties. Um, I don't suffer from depression or anxiety, but I get these moments where, oh, huh, Bengay, music in the basement. <laughs> I don't want to go to no club. I want to go to the basement. I want you to make me a mixtape now. You know what wow. I mean? And start dancing with my eyes closed because I know nobody's going to judge me. You know, I get days like that where I, I miss those things and I and I want them. And so I you know, you just you just have to reflect back and remember, hey, remember where you were three years ago.
0: Hmm. So um, do you have anything um, upcoming that you need to promote and where can people find you at on um, social media?
1: I, um, I still work for, uh, different, uh, developments for different gyms. Um, I'm still teaching at LA fitness on a, on a part-time level. Uh, I teach zoom classes, uh, probably about four, five days a week. Um, and I'm always on social media. There's no reason why someone should say, I didn't know where she was or what she was doing. I'm always posting on social I'm worse than a millennial. I will post everything on social media from female issues to miscarrying a fibroid to, you know, bleeding out in the bathroom. And, you know, I, I will post everything when I, you know, when I'm in the hospital, when I'm getting my knees drained. Um, you know, so you can always find me on social media. I am under, and I know people always saying, well, was that your prior stripper name? No, it wasn't. It was my <laughs> radio name. <laughs> <laughs> I was not a stripper. Although I, you know, I wish I had the body of a stripper, but I was not a stripper. My name on, on Instagram is real underscore rolicious. And the reason why is because an inmate many, many, many years ago um, you know, instead of calling me, uh, my last name is Rosario. So instead of calling me Rosa- Rosario Ramirez, Rodriguez, Rosales, I just told people, you know, make something original. Call me something original. So instead of calling me uh, Delicious or Oh, you look good, mommy, or people started calling me Rolicious, and so that's mm-hmm. how the name stuck. So I'm on their Instagram under Real Underscore Rolicious. I have a YouTube channel um under the same name real relicious my tiktok is the same thing real relicious and then my facebook page i can't accept any more people but it's under daca and of course you know that all that came back from the jail as being you know one of the daca informants so you know (laughs) but yeah
0: um hold on let me